Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good day, happy new day, Jug. I hope everyone is having an amazing, an amazing, amazing day. I am your neighborhood juice dealer. Dope Healer, and we are going to have a great day today. We're going to have a good old grand old time. I want to start off by saying thank you to our sponsors, our producers, everybody in their respectable places. Thank you so much because we are nothing without you, and we just want to tell you thank you. Shout out to Mary, Optimize My Life, okay? She's been optimizing my life. And today is day 11. Today is day 11 of just juice and water. I'm on a juiced up cleanse. I have consistently, successfully, consistently, consumed one half gallon of juice every day for the past 11 days as close to a gallon of water as possible. Yes, the bathroom and I are best friends. I frequently go, go, and just when I think I've gone, I have to go again. What am I experiencing, you may ask, complete harmony and oneness with my body. When I first started this journey, I was just like, I want my abs back. And it was, that was a little vain. I wanted my abs back. And by day three, I had a dream. And The woman in my dream, I don't know if anybody is familiar with B. Simone, but she's a social media influencer and a a comedian and things. And she came to me in my dream and she said, it was so, when I tell you it was so real, she walked up to me in my dream. I think I was at the grocery store. She walked up to me and she says, hey, just." 
or wherever I was. I don't. I can't remember. I was pumping gas or so where, wherever I was. What wherever I were, wherever I was. Thank you. She, you know, walked up to me. She goes, "Hey, Jugs." I know this is my tagline. And she says, um, "I don't know if you know me or my dot." And I was like, "You're kidding, right?" And she was like, "Yeah, but I just want to let you know I've been following you, and you know I really love what you're doing in the community, and I I adore, you know, the way you are with people, the way you go for autism and the seasoned community." Um. And I just want you to say, and she she says, she says, I just want you to stay prayed up and stay encouraged. And she also finished by saying, you know, God is waiting for you. Everything that you want, it wants you to. And God is literally waiting for you. You just have to surrender. And I kind of just looked at her, nod, said thank you for her words of wisdom. And I immediately woke up from my dream. Now, in surrendering, people always say surrender and give your problems, you know, give it to God, give it to God. But they never really tell you how to surrender. What does that look like? What steps are you taking? What What is that? And it becomes a point in life where when enough is enough and you've done all you can do, you've prayed all you can pray, you have, you literally have exhausted your resources. What else is there to do? Someone would say, oh, sit still and know that God is God. Someone else would say, Cast all your worries unto him. Someone else would say, get in your word, read your Bible. Someone else would say, you know, meditate and pray. And someone else would say, fast, and he'll speak to you. From day one to day three, I was juicing. Wasn't praying. I didn't know what I wanted to pray for. So here's number one. Be very, very careful. Be very, very specific, detail-orientated in what you're asking for, whether it's asking the universe, whether it's asking a friend, a coworker, um, a, a broker, a, a banker, a investor, be real specific in what you're asking for. So day three, I began to implement prayer. I prayed before I started before I started this journey. And that was that. I didn't make it spiritual. By day three, it became very spiritual for me because someone whom I do not know appeared in my dream and said, God is the answer. He's waiting on you. And my whole thing is, they say wait on the Lord. So I'm like, I've been waiting on him. Or her, or they, or them, or all the powers at be, as I like to say. 
And so day four, day five, day six, day six, y'all. I called Mary. I was just in whatever state that was, I literally had to release all the things that are going on in my life. I had to release tears. I had to release anger. Day six, I was shouting at the heavens, I'm tired and I'm mad. I'm mad that I'm tired and I'm tired because I'm mad. And what are you going to do because you're not listening to me and I'm saying all these things. I'm coming to you in prayer. I'm reading my word. I'm getting back to the basics and nobody is listening to me. How many of y'all know it's okay to be mad at God? It's okay. Just as we have issues and um, feelings towards our birth parents or our earth parents, we can have a little bit of feelings and emotions and anger and tiredness and feelings toward our Heavenly Father. Sure can. Because when you get in that state when you are completely fed up and tired and you are just at your end, at the end of your end is God ready to walk you into your new beginning. So like I said, day six, y'all, I was mad. I was pissed at God. And it might have wasn't even day six because, let's see, it was day five. It was actually day five. Day six would have been a Friday. So it was day five. I started on the Sunday. And I began to see some changes and some movement movement in my life. Also, I'm on day five of juicing. Two days, day three and day four, I did not make any movements. So I sat still. My gut was still. My spirit was still. I was still as a person. Everything was still. And when I say my gut was still, I did not have any movements. I did not eliminate. I did not have any bowel movements that day. Now, if you have ever tried a juice cleanse, juice fast, day three, maybe day four, maybe even day five, you may experience no bowel movement. It's not that you don't have anything that needs to be moved out, but at that moment, the things that you have been giving your body is absorbing everything. And day five, day six, you're starting to repair your gut. If you're not consuming any food at this time, this is when the gut, the lining of the gut, the bacteria in the gut, the enzymes in the gut, everything is being renewed and restored in the gut. How many of y'all know that they say to be filled with the Holy Spirit? People will grab their gut because they are full, completely full of the Holy Spirit. And that's where I wanted to be, and that's where I became on day seven. Seven days in, after I called my good therapist friend, Mary, I let it all go on her. Y'all, she'll she'll hop in later on, but it was the whole mess, honey. I boo-hoo cried. And I mean, I boo-hoo cried for hours, 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 y'all. Maybe all of Thursday, 
I think I cried all of Thursday. And once I cried out, I finished crying probably about 11, 11.30 that night. And such a sweet peace came over me. And I continued to drink water. And the next morning on Friday, things started to move in my life. And when I say things, I mean people, places, bank accounts, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, things started to happen. I'm healing the gut, but I'm also in the process of healing my spirit. I'm also at a state of complete emptiness when it comes uh, up about food, completely empty within food. If anybody has never experienced complete emptiness in your body, when I mean maybe you got sick or food poisoning or maybe you had one too many drinks and you threw up your whole life and you dry heave and you're throwing up bile and you just feel so weak and empty, that's what I felt, y'all. Coming into day seven, I switched my juices up. I went for more root vegetables, beets, carrots, celery. Um, What else did I have that was root? Collard green kale. I went for the root vegetables because I wanted to feel more grounded. I feel like the ground up under me wasn't as as strong as, as I needed to be, and that is my foundation. Sometimes you got to go back and fill in the cracks in your foundation. Sometimes you got to go back and level off everything when it comes to your foundation so that you can stand tall and proud and strong and knowing what you know. So my juice that day became food in the sense of spiritually because I needed to feel ground. I, well, I didn't need anything. That's another thing. The way I started talking to myself on day seven, I don't need anything. If I if there was a thing that I needed, I needed God. And if there was anything that I needed more, I needed myself. So I sat with the things of what I needed and versus what I wanted. A lot of believers will say, you have not because you ask not. So I began to ask as what I wanted. What do I want? All right. Wrote these things down, dot, 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 dot. This is what I want. And the question came up was, who did God make me for? Who did God design you for? Who did God make you, me, you, 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 and you? Who did God make you for? Sit with that question today. Because my first thought immediately Immediately, was God made me for people. God made me a healer. God made me a juice dealer. God made me hope for people with neurodivergencies. God gave me tools to go out and help our elderly. God made me for people. And I was sitting with my therapist. I have a few of them. This was my energy therapist, and this was on Monday. 
And wait, wait, uh, so stop. these Push the pause button. Don't lose your train of thought. I got one, two, three, four, five areas that I want you to elaborate on a little bit because a lot of people have never fasted, especially when it comes to food fast, juice fast, water fast, all different types of fasting. Then you're really mixing up a formula when you mix fasting with praying. It will take you into a whole nother spiritual realm that you've never encountered before based on where you are in your life and what you're going through. Then Georgette talked about being empty if you've ever thrown up. You're either hot or cold, lukewarm off, mm-hmm, you up. But how can you be empty and still feel full? You know, it doesn't take a lot of food to get you full sometimes. You can have a big meal and still not be full when you get finished eating and have a snack and be feeling like you're stuffed. So I understand that part. But then, Georgette, you said something about a lot of people, Mary and I have talked about it before, it's okay to be upset with who you say you serve, your God, your creator, because our thoughts is not his thoughts. I did it my way and failed and flunked and crashed and burned and run into walls. At what point you're going to end up understanding, just like Georgia just stated, it ain't about you. How can he use you? If he don't use you, he'll make the rocks try out. And then you'll get to a certain point of your life to where you think the more you do, the more you get. Oh, let me give it to you in my terms. I thought that the rewards from working would get you all this stuff. Then I became like Georgette. I became addicted to working. I became a workaholic 24-7. He don't sleep. Call country boy. He'll do it. Here's the tricky part. While you're fasting, while you're praying, I forgot to tell you, the teacher doesn't speak when the test is going on. You want me to say that again? The Mm -hmm. teacher does not talk when the test is going on. Oh, I forgot to tell you, down here in the South, we got something called a testimony. The first part of it is just a test. It's just a test. It's just a test. Moni, look up the word. It means song or story. Georgette has a story to tell, a testimony. If you ain't been through nothing yet, you don't have no testimony. Go through a little bit of stuff or live a little while longer, and you'll understand that all those things that you thought had so much value, yeah, the materialistic things, he'll shut your car down. He'll shut your lights down. He'll turn the water off. I had a little joke I threw out, and I'm going to come to a pause right here. If Jesus, that's what I call him, Jesus, that's what I call him, Jesus, you can call him what you want to call him, you just call him. If Jesus is always on the main line, why do you wait till your phone gets disconnected to try to call him? Back to you, Georgette. <laughs> and so I'll touch on that. When I became full, Mary had an episode, got with my other therapist, got some energy cleared around me because as a healer, I take on a lot of things. 
accept that that's because I want to take them off. God didn't tell me to take this stuff, and some of that shit be heavy. And so having to learn how to release other things once I've helped, uh, secured, guided, all the things through for people, I forgot about self. And so in this moment, when I became full, I was reading as why Jesus fasted. He needed some answers. He needed some peace himself. He needed some prosperity himself. He needed him. God needed him and he needed him. So when I go back to that question, who did God make you for? I need you to understand that he made you for him. Meaning he made you for you. He made you to love you, to believe in you, to motivate you, to help you. He made you for you. If you choose to share yourself with people, that's wonderful. But God made you for you. Once we get that mindset, take off. Now, for those of you who have never fasted, you get to that point. Is You are in control And when I say you are in control I mean mentally Your mind is telling you You're hungry I mean your brain Your brain Is saying we're hungry It's talking to your stomach Because it's like Hey they haven't given us What we're used to We haven't chewed food We haven't received any high fructose corn syrup We don't have any carbs in us we, well, I don't eat meat, but we don't have any any processed foods. And dang, dang she didn't give us no vegetables. She's yeah. just giving us this liquid. She's giving us the headset, huh? you won't have to listen for her. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, your body is like she's only giving us, you know, this liquid. So let's just tell her we're hungry, and maybe she'll give us something more because we don't think that this is enough." That's when your mind kicks in and say, hey, we have more than enough. She gave us live enzymes. She gave us good gut bacteria. She gave us fruit and vegetables. That's all we need. Actually, more vegetables than fruit. So we don't have any sugars. So now my gut is saying, okay, body, we're good. Brain, be quiet. She gave us what she needed. We're sustaining. We're still moving. We're okay. Which told my heart, hey, she's loving on you in in these days and days to come. So it's less work on my digestive system, less work on my neurosystem, less work on my uh, immune system because it's absorbing everything and taking it right to where it needs to go. So we're good. Now my gut tells the rest of my body, She's actually full. She consumed enough liquid that filled me up. I can absorb this and disperse it to you. Just give me a little time. So then my gut told the rest of my body, she's full. So now I have my mental in control. Now we can be in control, but how many know there's a higher being in control? So now I tap into that source. So now I'm connected directly to the source. What does that mean, G? I've been out walking around, 
grounded, grounding, being barefooted in, you know, in dirt and in grass. I've hugged a few trees. I have listened more than I have spoke in a very long time. We have two ears for a reason, so sometimes it's okay to just shut up. And I mean that in the most respectful way. So now we move on over to, like, in fasting, this is how you gain control over your body and your body functions and what it's doing. Georgia, let me me interrupt you one more time. Don't lose your train of thought. Fasting, let me rewind real quickly for some people because people don't understand in this spiritual war that you're having, she mentioned three components of your body that you don't realize has its own power. It has its own power. It has the power to make its own decision without consulting with the other. The most powerful force in the universe is the power of the human mind. So as a man thinketh, so is he. If you want to see your biggest dream, look in the mirror in the morning and you'll witness your biggest dream is right in front of you. But what Georgette was touching on is when you're fasting and praying, your spirit is having a head-on collision with your mind. Yeah. One's worst enemy is oneself. What are you saying to you about you? That mind will get you in trouble. What happens next, God says, I can't stay here with you guys. I've got to go on home to my father. But if you want me to take up permanent residence with you, I'm going to reside in your heart. So I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I don't give a shit if you make your bed in Grand Central Station or down yonder. I'll be right there with you. He's in your heart. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Your heart has the power to make its own decision without consulting with that little mind of yours. My mind told me one thing and my heart told me another. Now, are you confused between your mind and your heart? Do you know which is speaking and when it's speaking? Oh, I forgot to tell you. Your heart has something called a little Siamese twin. It lives right next door. It's called your stomach. Oh, you are what you eat, what you've been eating. (laughs) Don't answer that. (laughs) Well, guess what? You ever had a gut feeling, Georgette, to where your mind didn't have nothing to think about it? Your heart was trying to make a decision, but it just felt so right in your stomach, made a decision without consulting with that mind of yours or that heart of yours. Now I'm confused. Which one is speaking when? You didn't eat for four or five or six days, and your stomach says, I'm hungry. But your mind says, focus on me, and I'll fill your brain up, fill your heart up, fill your stomach up. But my heart is already full. It's full of stuff that has a vision connected to it. I'm looking into the future, but I'm waking up to my reality. I'm confused. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Back to you, Georgette. Talk to me. So when you come to that thing, you're like, hey, this is what's going on in my whole life. Um, And I'm like, you know what? I want this change. I'm coming into this change. I'm doing it. Like you said, your body, you become in control. You tapping into the spirit realm. 
when you get into that spirit realm, you're like, okay, all right, y'all, this is something new. I ain't never been here before. This has no choice but to work. This has no choice but to be what I needed to be. And then the Holy Spirit would speak. And like I said, I became very, very quiet. And I sat still. It probably was about 12 hours before I spoke. I read. I slept. Because how many of you know, like, after you're completely tired, and this goes for anybody. If, you, if you're on a spiritual journey and you you have your spiritual things that you grow through and you have, you know, your awakenings and then you put it on top of prayer and now you put it on top of fasting, you send your body into a state where it's ready to repair itself. Sleep will come. Sleep comes because joy cometh in the morning. So your body has to rest. So I rested. I didn't answer my phone for a couple of days. Um, only of people that I I absolutely had to have a conversation with, or it was business related, or gauge related, or my mental health related. Um, these were the only phone calls that I I took in the last seven days. I didn't want to have people dump their their things on me because I'm always answering someone's phone call, listening to their problems, housing solutions. When I get ready to talk about myself in said situations, some friends have called me selfish and said, well, I call you to tell you my problems, not hear about yours. And in my mind, I'm like, well, dang, I thought we was comparing notes so we can give each other encouragement. I didn't know that I had to just completely water myself down and get all the things. And that's okay. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we want to. Sometimes we don't want to. So I found my power of no in those seven days. Nope, I don't want to. Nope, this no longer serves me. Nope, I don't have to. Nope, it's it's no for me. Mm-mm. No, 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 nah, no, no, no. In every language, it was no. And so when I became that still in myself, had another revelation. And it was, if you can make it to 10 days, Georgette, you can make it to 14 days. So here I am on day 11. When you're going through a spiritual, some people say spiritual warfare, some people say spiritual experience, some people say spiritual fight. I I no longer have any fight in me, honey. I'm all fought out. I come in peace, love, and light. So no more fight. You begin to have a sense of lightness about yourself. Your shoulders are not as heavy. The tension is not as strong in your neck, in your back. Everything is starting to. Yep. Everything is starting to. Cliff note right there. (laughs) You're fighting from victory not for victory don't be running around here talking about the battle it's not yours it's the lord and you trying to fight off the enemy trying to fight off the bill collectors trying to fight off etc etc you're fighting from victory she had a spiritual transformation she's fighting from victory now not fighting for 
victory because the battle is not on hers anymore. It's a spiritual thing now. Go ahead, Georgia. And so now it's like the veil is over the eyes and I'm pulled and I took the rose-colored glasses off. So now I can really see people for who they are. As they're coming to me, I already know what they're coming with, how they're coming. I already know my answer, and they haven't even spoke two words. But what I am doing is listening, and I'm letting you get it all out. I'm letting you say your spiel. I'm letting you say the things that you say. And it's simplicity and peace. It's harmony and peace. Peace, y'all, peace. I thought I just wanted abs, honey, the whole time. I just needed peace, and I wanted peace. I desire. God gives you your heart's desire. I desire peace. I desire a new walk, a new talk, a new mindset, a new process, new avenues, new revenues, new all things made new. I'm new. I'm no longer the same. And why would I want to go back to being the same? Old me was wonderful. She was great. Everybody loved her, but did she love herself? She took care of everybody, but did she take care of herself? So now I come into this self season, and it's okay to be selfish and selfless all at the same damn time. God knew I was coming to him before I even came. Mary knew that I was experiencing burnout before I knew what it was. Country knew I needed a helping hand and didn't know how to ask for help nor what type of help. So now that I have this new clear mind space, now I now know what type of help I want, what type of help I want and how to ask for it and how to receive help. I now know that I can be in my soft season, relinquish some of my masculinity and hold on to my femininity and really walk in that power, power in your femininity, women. And to the single mama, the baby mamas, the baby mama mamas, and and the ones who've been walking in that masculinity because life kind of set it up that way, it's okay. Now you can set up life your way and tap into your femininity and get into your softer side of you. Yes, okay, sir. I'll jump in right there. When she's saying that, what has happened with most of us in America is I'm not vouching, I'm not belittling, I'm not stomping us men down, but we've been MIA keeping the family connected. A lot of us as employees of the state, <laughs> a lot of us just missing in action and don't know what father and parenting and husbanding and all that kind of stuff is, which means it put a different type of strain, a different type of uh, frustration tool into the woman's life by having to be the father and the mother. Can't do that. This is how we do it. That's why most of the kids that used to come in the nursery, I trained them. I knew if there was a man in the house because the little boys always came and sat down when it came time to pee. But at that same time when Georgette says being able 
to be and make that readjustment, you will enter into a new piece of your life. You've heard them say that surpasses all understanding. How does she do that? Why is she not worried? How can she do all that stuff and go home and just sleep at night? You know what I'm saying? These are things that when you start talking about entering into the peace zone to where most people would be suicidal about stressed out by now, hair falling out, if you know what I mean. But when you go through this praying and you go through this fasting and he gives you the power to have a renewed spirit, I call it a mental zip code change to where he was over there but now you're over yonder. Where's yonder? You didn't even know where yonder was until you got there. You just knew where you was. You couldn't stay. You had to readjust. You had to redo. You had to rearrange. You had to reposition. You had to redirect. You had to push the refresh button. You had to be in position to be able to receive your reward. So all this shifting and moving over here and moving over there and packing it over here and hiding it over there and sweeping it under the rug, it's just part of the test. But now that you got your diet down, you got your exercise down, oh, you got self-time now? You mean you're not too busy for you? You actually do have prayer time? You actually take time to work out? For real? <laughs> Go ahead, Georgia. <laughs> I've been going on night walks. My dad is like, somebody going to steal you. I'm like, no, they're not. They're, you know, they'll bring me back. But I do have my uh, night walk toolkit. Okay, I got a headlight. I have a fanny pack. I have a air tag. And I have a nine millimeter on me when I go for a walk. I have befriended a stray dog in the neighborhood. <laughs> now I haven't touched the dog because the dog won't allow me to touch her. But um, and that's okay. I haven't like tried. She doesn't get close. She's a little skittish. But I feed her and give her water. And when she finished eating, she just comes and sit at my feet. I took that as a symbolization that while I'm growing through this time, I'm just sitting at God's feet. And I'm talking to him and I'm telling him all my worries and all my fears and all my doubts and all my shames. And he's looking at me and saying, daughter, I already know. But I need you to trust in me and know that what I have for you is way bigger than what you can even imagine. But I just need you to stay this course. I need you to continue to work on you. The best way to gain a closer relationship with the higher up is work on yourself. Be consistent with yourself. Talk highly of yourself. Believe in yourself. And when you think that you haven't done enough of that, God will step in and take over. And then that's when life becomes on autopilot. And that's when blessings on blessings on blessings come from every which way. God will use your enemies to, to bless you. He'll use a person that talked against you as a footstool for you to step up and rise up. He'll even use somebody who... You was like, that's the last person I thought, and they reaching down to grab your hand to help pull you up higher than what they are. God will use the very same person that hurt you and tried to destroy you and all the ill will things. God will use some people right on back. Okay, here I come again. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, my coach, your coach, our coach, Alana Von Zant, Oprah Winfrey's coach, I stole a little cliff note from her. She talks about being selfish and being self-full. It is not cool for you to be selfish. It's just about you. Remember I told you in elementary school you had to learn that it's bigger than you? Stop taking so many selfish. (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Listen, selfish is not cool, but it's more than cool to be self-full. You remember I told you God took up permanent residence in your heart? That's where he resides inside, inside of you. If there's no enemy inside of me, the enemy outside of me can do me no harm. The enemy has a hard time living right next to God inside of my heart. He got to get on up out of here. So what I'm telling you is what's in you, that's why you got to practice self-care. I can do all things through Christ if you take care of you. I don't mean being selfish and discard everything and everybody around you, but what's in you, what you've been eating, is for you. What comes out of you is for everybody else. I know about ministry, but if you don't take care of you, this is what happens. You try to save the world. <laughs> you try to feed the whole community. You try to take in every dog in the neighborhood that's got a stray look on his face. What happens is, is if you allow people, oh, I got to throw you a curveball now. Time is money, they say in country time. Mm-hmm. But if you allow people to take a poor your time, and they don't utilize it properly, oh, word we use is appreciate you, then what happens is is you allow that person to become a thief, yeah, in your life. Why? Because they're taking from you what you need for you, which means you can't be the best that you can be for you. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Now they're not just cheating you. They're cheating the God that you say you serve because you can't be the best you to him. He made you for you, but you can't be the best you for you because you're giving you to everybody else. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Right when you start in this believing thing, one must, not maybe, believe that he is, that he is, that he is, everything that you're going to need. And if you go through a few things, you'll kind of graduate from elementary school to knowing, yeah, knowing in your spirit. You just know that you know that you know that you, oh, that's one of them infinity words, that you know and you know or that you know that you know. And then after you go through hell and back, <laughs> I said, God, you go to hell. I've been there twice and back and lived to tell the story. The devil looked at me in the face and said, what the hell you doing here? Get out of here. You graduate and fighting them demons. Even if you're packing a nine millimeter, he says, you trust me, don't you country with your life? Yeah. You trust me for real though? Yeah. You went from believing to knowing to just trusting in the truth. The truth is the truth is the truth until it ain't. Back you, G. 
So now that where I'm coming into this, coming into um, <clears throat> peace, a lot of things are happening. Um, my cousin is a licensed therapist, and the day that I was just completely mad at God, I reached out to her. And I called, this particular day, I called to dump on her, and she answered to dump on me, right? And so we get get in this dumping session, and she said, you know what, right now, we're just going to pray right now. And she began to pray because she's one of my favorite, and she is a prayer warrior. She's been to, I think, uh, is it a minister school? She, she's got some certifications, okay? She's got some things under her belt. She's a, a, a licensed therapist, a licensed um, life coach, and um, I, I don't know if she's an ordained minister, but she on her way. And so we was talking, and we were doing all the things, and she said, we're just going to pray right now that we deliver, both of us. I'm going to pray for you, and you're going to pray for me, and we're going to be delivered from these problems right here today. We're going to leave it. Do you all know it really is that simple? God, I'm over it. I can't do it no more. I hold my hands up to the Lord and say, I'm done. He said, okay, cool. Everything that you preach on all your jugs, on how they should eat and how they should go, do it for yourself this time. Boom. I get the, I'm on this, this, this journey of this juice cleanse, juice fast. I, <clears throat> I was speaking to a group of women who had joined it on. I had about seven or eight women who did seven days with me. And we encouraged each other. We laughed together, we cried together, we did all the things. And when they was completed with their seven days, they were telling me their celebratory meals, right? And I told you, well, I'll come back in seven days and I'll tell you what I break my fast with. But again, God is speaking to me every single day, even in every single way. Y'all, I got a, I got a spiritual story for y'all. So um, in the midst of this, wanting to get my life where I was no longer struggling or having a a scarcity mindset. I moved out of my condo to rent it out and I moved back at home with my father because he was also lonely and I'm like, you know what, I have a house. This condo is great. Let me let it make me some money. <laughs> So I moved back in my house, and I moved um, in the basement this time. Um, so I've been fixing things and working on things in the basement of my house. And on spiritual journeys and definitely on cleanses, <clears throat> sometimes people can hallucinate. You will have lucid dreams. You will have vivid dreams. Um, things will speak to you. Maybe you you hear a message in the wind, birds will come and land at your feet. Like, God speaks to me in animals. My family used to call me Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> so uh, these things happen, and animals speak to me, um, however that is. They come to me. So there was this particular day I left. Hey, Pop. My dad says, hey, radio family. Particular day. What you say? You did. You spoke to my radio family. They said hello. That's my God on earth. That's what I call my daddy. Because I got a heavenly father. And that's, like I said, that's my God on earth. 
Okay, take time here. And so when it came to me fixing things in my basement, I had my dad, uh, you know, just helping me with different things and, and telling him, you know, this is what I got going on, Pop. This is what I got. Can you help me with this? Can you help me nail this? Just like I would ask God to help me with something spiritual, I was asking my God on earth to help me with the physical. And I left the back door open because I was down there cleaning, dusting, sawing, just making stuff happen, right? So the next day, you know, I closed my, you know, we closed the door and everything. The very next day, child, I walked into um, the, it's two parts of the basement. So the room is finished, but I'm building the other part that we never really went into, and that goes into the crawl space. Baby, I saw a mouth. I yelled so loud because I ain't scared of nothing. I am the boogeyman. But a rat, a mouse, they all the same to me. I know rats are bigger, and I used to live in New York, and I have seen rats. But this mouse was indeed a mouse. But it was scary, y'all, because I don't like rodents. And apparently I had that one in. Or he got in here, whatever, honey. So I immediately went and got because um, where we live at is real grassy and woods behind our house. And my dad always got, like, everything, okay? He ready for Armageddon. And so I went and got some sticky um, rat traps and put them down. Probably put down, like, four of them. Saw that rat, uh, ain't paid them things, no attention, and walked right through them and kept it moving. So I thought, you know, he would be caught, but he didn't. And I realized that this, this mouse, it wasn't a rat, y'all. It was a mouse. It was very small. Um, I'll be knowing, uh, and you will only hear me say this once, it was kind of cute. I didn't want to keep it, but it was kind of cute. Now, when you have, when you're seeing things with spiritual eyes, you find the beauty in everything. I don't care what it is. You find the beauty in it. And this, this little mouse was moving very slow. And I was like, it ain't even scared of me, y'all. I had tried to swat it with a broom. To get it to go back, because I, I opened the back door to try to get it to go back outside. I turned on the vacuum cleaner. Honey, this little mouse ain't moved. Okay? So I'm like, okay, you're not moving. And literally, he just kind of, y'all, for this little mouse looks like he just kind of sat back on his back feet and put his little hands together and just looked at me. So we had a little staring competition for about a good minute. Maybe even two, because I'm petrified, so I'm I'm not moving too much. And I done tried to do all the things, and he's not moving. So finally, um, I, I look around, and I see like a little bucket. And so I put the bucket over the mouth. I stand my foot on top of the bucket, and I'm screaming for my father to come and help me. My God on earth. So my dad comes, and he's like, girl, what is wrong with you? And at this point, I've detained the, the rat. Everything's under control. Now I'm having a panic attack. I'm like, daddy, you got to get it out. Oh, my God, this is a rat. And, oh, my God, and it's up under my foot. And if I move my foot, he's going to move, and he's going to be here, and I'm not going to be able to find him. I'm not going to be able to sleep. Daddy, you got to help me. And he's like, girl, take a deep breath. Calm down. I'll handle it. Just breathe. Just go. Everything is fine. You're fine. Everything is okay. 
So he put uh, like a 10-pound weight over the bucket and said that, you know, it'll be fine. Honey, I left. One of my friends, who was a, a very spiritually inclined person, I swear this this man read mine, he was telling me that God speaks in animals, and that's where I got this from. And my first spiritual awakening, I was seeing a lot of spiders, and spiders is a, a thing of uh, prosperity and peace, and also a completion of one cycle. So we'll go through cycles in our lives, and we have to complete these cycles in order to move on to the next one. If you don't learn the lesson, you're destined to repeat the cycle. Also, if you run into spider webs, it is the spider web is like pulling the things out and, and you're releasing. So it's catching the things that no longer serve you when you walk in spider webs from a spiritual standpoint. And because spiders have eight legs, this is that number of completion and you go on higher to the next level of your spiritual journey because it's a never ending journey getting closer to God. And so I began to think about this mouse later on through the day. So I called my daddy to ask him, did you get Mickey? Is Mickey gone? Cause that's what I, I was calling. He said, yeah, all I do was, uh, I slid a piece of cardboard under, uh, under the, the bucket that you had on top, took him outside and let him go. Wonderful, Dad, because I didn't want to kill it. As God made it, I just couldn't have it in my house. Right, Georgette. Uh huh. Please stop right there. Don't forget what you're getting ready to say. I'm, 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 this is my confession. <laughs> I hate spiderwebs. They give me the heebie-jeebies. Yesterday, I'm helping one of my best friends move. We get to the warehouse. He's only put his soap and a couple of things in the warehouse. He's 6'4", my buddy's 6'6", 260 pounds, and that little guy that reminds me of the look like he's those steroids. I'm moving the stuff in the storage building. All of a sudden, a rat runs out. Everybody's freaking out. The guy went and jumped up. He stood up. He's got a den in his truck. He's sitting on the car on the hood of his truck. The other guy, he's up on the back of the truck, and the other guy's screaming. And I'm standing there like, what's the matter, you guys? You scared of rats? So I got the rat cornered in the warehouse. I put a speaker right up next to it, and you couldn't go nowhere. It was just sitting there on two legs looking at me. Like, kill it, Dorothy, kill it. I was like, I can't kill it in a while. I can't kill it. <laughs> so I looked. I'm thinking, okay, well, what I got to do? I looked, and there was a towel that was on top of one of the speakers. I had a speaker took on, on top of another speaker. I threw the towel on top of the rat and picked it up and took it outside and let it go. So that was a thing. Okay, we got it going, but once we got back to his house and we was moving his bar out of the basement, the spider web caught me across the ear, and I started screaming. They go, what is it? What is it? A rat? And I said, no, it's a spider web. <laughs> so you're telling the stories about the spider. I hate spiders. Snakes, I do not fear Snakes. I bought a snake skin home yesterday. It's almost five foot long. The snake scared its skin and left it for me to make a piece of art out of. 
So you say God speaks to you through animals. I think he mm-hmm. speaks to me through animals because I got videos on three deer standing with three turkeys in my mom's yard the other day. So there's a lot of things going on, sign of the times. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. The last one, when you start talking about your father here on earth, one thing that we mm-hmm. do all have in, in common is we're about our father's business. Yeah, we're about our father's business. And Georgette, my father, I heard he was a carpenter, and I asked him would he help me build a house, and he just looked at me like, nah, that ain't what I do. But he's helping me to build seven businesses. Back to you. Amen. Thank you for sharing, country. Those uh, That spider web is this, you. It, it's a representation of being wrapped up, and it's also a representation of them catching what you no longer want. And so I looked up the spirit guide on rats, and it read, when a rat scurries as your uh, spirit animal, it is time to get motivated and it's time to get moving. A rat as a totem animal belongs to those souls who are naturally intuitive. Call in the rat as your power animal when you need confidence and and to achieve your goal. The next thing read, a rat represents fertility, reproduction, and wealth. This is a fertility time for me, Doug. Wow. It's a re- Your I'm fingers no longer- wow over here in the background. I had to unmute to go, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> go ahead. I'm no longer who I was. And I'm reborn again into who I'm going to be. I'm still your neighborhood juice dealer and dope healer, but just on my time with a more formal structured platform. Right now, my foundation is being re-cemented and the cracks are being filled so that I can continue to pour into you and help you. But I had to learn to pour into myself. I'm grateful for every single person who is praying for me right now, but I encourage you, as you pray for me, pray for yourself, because I had to learn how to pray for myself as well, because only you can prevent you from forest fires. Only you know exactly what you want. Sit in prayer. Sit in silence. Figure out the exact detail as to what you want while you're in this life. We have not because we ask not, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean that on every level that you can possibly think of. I'm grateful that I have made it to day 11. I feel great. Things that um, I just want to share that if anybody's thinking about going on a juice cleanse or a juice fast, uh, it is 90% mental, okay? Mental check. Also, if you're experiencing brain fog, confusion, um, headaches, this may be your sign that you need to go ahead and, well, you don't need to do anything, but you would like to go ahead and start your juicing journey and implementing fresh, fresh juice in your diet. If you have pre-existing conditions and maybe you still have to have food, that's fine. But let's take a whole food approach and get more vegetables and fruit in your diet especially based on your blood type. God is here for you, okay? The hires up are waiting on you. 
be still and sit in that and know who God is, but more so sit in knowing who you are. You, my darling, are precious. God made you just for you, perfectly, from the crown of your head to the soles of your beautifully made feet. God made you and knows all about you. He's ready to give you your heart's desire as long as you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and use your hands and your health to do God's work. First for yourself. Fill yourself up and then go and fill your neighbors up. Doug, I love y'all and I appreciate everybody in their respective places. Thank you, Bob, for just putting on great programming. Thank you, Mary, for helping me with my thoughts and getting everything. Thank you, country, for your wittiness and your cunningness. I thank me for being determined, dynamic, persistent, ambitious, and full of faith. I also thank me for being a beautiful, sophisticated individual called by the Most High to be a loving, world-renowned health and mental wellness motivator and enthusiast. Who stands before you today is not the same as she was last week, but I am Dr. Georgette Reynolds, also known as your neighborhood juice dealer and dope healer. It's a new day, a new way. We got a new walk and a new talk. Go out and be your best self on purpose. I love y'all. Stay committed. Stay down. And I'll see you when I see you. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care, and remember to make each day count. Oh,